thanks for checking out my podcast. I'm very excited to have Andrew Santino on today. Uh, but before we get into it, just want to remind you that you can go to AllieMakofsky.com slash shows to see where I'll be performing. I'm going to be in Denver, January 20th through 22nd, San Francisco, February 3rd through February 5th. I'm going to be doing my own show, Ali Makovsky and Friends in Los Angeles, February 8th at El Cid. I'll be in Corpus Christi, February 11th, February 12th. I'll be in Sacramento in March, and I'll be in Philadelphia in March as well. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I love Andrew Santino. I'm sure you're all here because you do too. And without further ado, here's the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. We have a great guest today. My friend, my hero, my everything. Benjamin, the dog I just got. And Andrew Santino also happens to be here, which is pretty cool. Okay. Um, You know what I noticed? Huh? You have red hair. I. It's so funny that you say some. A lot of people don't uh, like notice it. Yeah. Most people, I don't think, notice it. First thing I noticed when I saw you. Yeah, tonight. Was, yeah, tonight. I've hung out with you a For lot. Like four years or five years. And yeah. I just was like, "Whoa, this." Yeah, man. it does go pretty unnoticed. I'll be honest with you. It's like anything it's else. Subtle. Like it's, it's a like subtle red. Yeah, it's like a hair lip or like. Um, if someone has had reconstructive surgery on their jaw after like a terrible car accident and you don't notice it. It takes you a minute. Until you notice it. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. No, I noticed that so many people when I posted about having you on the podcast like make some sort of joke or comment about you being a redhead. Oh, what did they say? Um, the classics, what's it like not having a soul, how did South Park, uh, you know, whatever. But it's just interesting because you would think at a certain point in development as an adult, yeah. you would stop making bad jokes. Making bad jokes. No, that kind of circulates through society, never ending. Um, the you, gi- the ginger stuff. Um, it's uh, it's fuel for the fire of the fools. If you're not a smart person, it is a good joke. Um, do you f- do you feel like you have to come up with something like say a after a show? Because I imagine people after shows will also say this to your face. I tell kind of people, you know. Do you have like a, stock lines? You know, first of all, it's always men. Of course, it's yeah. never a uh, never a woman. It's always a man that says. Um, does the carpet match the drapes? Yeah. Um, and I will always respond with, you do realize you're a grown man asking about my penis hair. And then that makes, they feel very uncomfortable yeah. for a little while. But that's really what it is. You're asking about my, my, the hair around my genitals. This is gross. So show everyone. Patreon. Go, go. See the red <laughs> bush? Do the paywall. Um, yeah, I have, a re- I have, of course I have red pubes. What would they be? Could you imagine could you, could just you, jet black pubes, curly black? Like I'm I like a, to imagine they're blonde, like a child's blonde, where there's like the little sparkles of golden in the blonde. He's got blonde pubes. I know it. No. Do you really? Has, yeah. Show me now. You're off cam. I ju- you want to see some? Yeah, his hair is really weird. Like my boyfriend on his your legs. hair is blonde. Yeah. It's it, Wait, it's a halfy? It's like a, a Neapolitan almost. And his leg hair, one leg. 
oh, wow, it's dark on one side and it's blonde on the other. That's the weird. And then the dog comes running over as soon as you pull your penis out. The dog has been trained Pavlovian <laughs> style. That's, that's the bell ringing. And yeah. That's the dinner bell ringing is your, when your balls Daddy's drop. Daddy's dick is out. That means it's dessert. When Papa's penis comes out, I get hungry. Where did you get this dog from, by the way? Uh, we got him through a foundation that has a questionable reputation, so we do not shout them out. Barking bitches? No. Did you know about that place? Do you yeah. remember that place? yeah. This is crazy. We were down there on Fair. What, that's Fairfax. Yeah, yeah. or we're, La Brea. No, it's Fairfax. Fairfax. We were down on Fairfax, and we were going to meet a friend at Golden State. This was years ago, uh, and I was like, "Oh, let's go look at the dogs." And we looked at the dogs, and I'm not exaggerating. I'm not making this up. It sounds like out of a movie. The moment we walked in, this woman was blowing up who worked there on one of the dogs, <gasps> and I'm not kidding, through her. No, I swear to God on my life. No. And we were like, in su- you know, when you're like in such shock that you just don't say anything where you're like, I, I couldn't, I was like, am I, am I, is this real? I yeah. couldn't believe it would happen. She just like threw her over the little, there was a little gate like this big and she threw her over the gate and, yeah. and the dog landed on its side a little bit and they got back up and was running around and she was like yelling at one of the other workers and we immediately bolted out of there. But I, I was like, should we, do we need to call? Who do you call? I know. So, who would you call for animal abuse? The district attorney, apparently. The DA. I guess so. Because you can't call the cops. They're never. The LAPD will never do anything about no. it. Also, how do you report? You're like someone. Someone threw a threw doggy. a dog, and then they'll go goodbye. Yeah. I, that's what I we thought the whole time when we were eating. I was I was like so bummed. I was like, what would we do? Who would you say anything to? Yeah, it really bums you out because that's their job and it's a rescue. So you assume that the dogs are in better care than like a shelter. Yeah, but obviously not. And also that place closed down. Yeah, it did. I'm almost positive. I walked by at the other. I walked down Fairfax one time and it was it had been gone. I think maybe the pandy got them. Ah, yes. The old pandy. Barking bitches. Nope. Still open. Yeah. Wow. I know my dad. (laughs) Well, not for long. Not after this podcast. Not after this comes podcast. Out. It bummed me out. I did not like it. Yeah, the dot when we picked up this guy, the lady who works at this foundation, like it was raining out and she just like had the dog out in the cold and he was clearly scared. And my boyfriend was like, Oh, can I just like put him in the car? Cause we started fostering him first. Yeah. He was like, Oh, should I just put him in the car for now? And she was like, He's got a coat on for coat. And it's like, sure, but also we yeah. have a warm car. Yeah, a warmer car. Probably Pulls warmer up, than the cold rain. New Audi. Whoa. Animal shelter closed down. Now it's just a pet shop. Oh. Uh, hey, animal shelter turned pet shop. No bueno. That's also the hard thing. Because Capitalism, greatest country in the world. Yeah, they're like, we had to euthanize all of our pets, but you can still buy leashes for the ghosts. Do you have any them. of these feelings for cats? Do you have any of these, like, this affinity for cats? No. Yeah. I don't know why I don't, but I can meet anybody's dog and I kind of, I want to say hi, kind of, depending on, because some dogs are a little off-putting. Fugly. Yeah, there's some fugly dogs. If it's really ugly and it looks aggressive and like not fun to pet, but like more like you're going to get wet. Yeah. I don't, I'm a germaphobe and I don't want to get wet. If a dog is slippery, slubbery, slippery, yeah. big jowly, I'm not going to pet him. Yeah, especially if you're wearing like dark jeans and you just have slobber marks all over. Mm, and then I think about my, I, then I have goop on my hands and I, and immediately my brain is like, I have to wash my hands. But I'm, I am somewhat of a germaphobe. Like every time I eat food, I have to wash my hands. Really? At have home? To. No. Everywhere. Wow. Yeah. When I'm done eating something, I like my the urge is like you have to. You should be washing your hands. Yes, yeah, I'm a dirty bitch. No, you... I think most people don't do. You don't do that. Yeah, most people because you have natural oils on your hands that clean them. But I want to 
I just don't like the feeling of what food touches my hands. Do you wash your hands after you go to the bathroom in your own home? No, because I sit down to pee. Yeah. I sit down to pee. Yeah, I sit down to pee, so I don't ever touch anything anyway. I mean, but your penis is so clean. I think, I, I seriously think that was a Seinfeld joke. I'm not kidding. Where he was like, why Gerald? would I? Yeah, Gerald Seinfeld. Harald Seinfeld. Why would, I why would I wash my hands after I pee? My penis is the cleanest thing on my body. It's been enclosed out of the shower. You should wash your hands before you pee, before you touch your penis, which actually is very true. Yeah. Because we're not getting piss on our hands. This idea that men should, it's like, wash your hands after you pee. I'm not, you don't hold it in front of your, you, it doesn't touch anything. It touches skin and then you're done. Did you know? Unlike women who, when they pee, they hold their lips open. Yeah, we have and they, to. And they uncork it. We get have the water to. flow or going. Or else it's like a hose with a rock in it. It just sprays everywhere. You have to part the lips yeah, it for splits. a clean. I just, part the lips is the name of your next album, by the way. Part Parting the, the lips. lips. Oh, I like that. Tell me, what were you going to say? I just found out that women. Boo. Gross, me. Um, if I lift up the top of my cooch, uh -huh. um, I can pee like a dude. Yeah, my my boyfriend. I've, I feel that. like I've known that. You don't I know have that. No idea. Why have you not known that? I, like, have no you ever peed? You, did you ever go on a road trip and you had to piss on the yeah, side of the road? Squat. Yeah, um, but you you never angled. I never tried to angle. Yeah, you should angle to get it away from your shoes. It's very cool. Yeah, I feel like if you go to if you go to concerts as a young man, you see what women figuring that out. Oh, that's cool. You see women figuring out how to angle away on the whatever slope that they're using. A lot of fish concerts you have to go to to learn that type of skill. A lot of fish, a lot of string cheese, a lot of Bella Fleck, dude. I was yeah. just, just jam band galore, dude. Yeah. Jam band galore. I didn't miss a jam band show. Um, I've been to one. In Dave, you wear a lot of Grateful Dead shit. Dude, the amount of people that hit me up Does that are like, dude, are you a real dead? fish? Are you a real fish head? And I Is it fish or Grateful Dead? Fish. He, he, oh, okay. fish. Because the guy I'm based on is a huge fish fan. Like massive, we'll like go, yeah. and I like those guys, but it's like a letdown for people to learn that I just I'm not a fish guy. That's yeah. not a that's a character. I know I wore. Thing. I feel bad because I I I like Grateful Dead merch. I like yeah. the designs. You wore it, and you so didn't. I wore some shirts, and now I have like people with dead head in their Instagram names following me, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Do you know any songs? Yeah, of course. Which one? The uh, this doesn't work. You got to know way faster than that. The uh, um, he taught you a couple of them. I know, I know. Touch of gray. Uh, uh. Casey Jones. I mean, there's yeah, a, Casey Jones. Yeah, there you go. And the one that, is this Casey Jones driving that train? That's right. High on cocaine. Casey Jones to Grateful Dead is um, sex is on fire for. Arcade or for Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon. Because Kings of Leon actually are incredible musicians. I think they're so fucking dope. And that song made me hate the band because of people that you the people that people that loved Sex on Fire, I can't stand. Yeah. Did it's, you? It's, bars have ruined songs. If you don't want don't drink alcohol if you don't want songs to be ruined. Because you'll go to a bar and you'll hear a song that you thought you used to like and then you'll fucking hate it or you hear a song that you do already hate and you hate it more like cake by the ocean oh yeah fucking right into traffic i, I, love I hate I, music. I, I hate that shit and it would be at like random bars and clubs especially if we're on the road and the and the comedy club is connected to a bar oh, and you can yeah. hear that fucking oh, shit yeah. all night Not no thanks bad. no don't drink alcohol it's bad for you and it gives you and you it ruins music a little bit um did you lose your virginity to a song I, you know what's so funny? 
I spoke about this on someone's show. I I busted my first nut to Bob Seger. How old were you when you busted? Fourteen. That's pretty old. When I first, no were no no when I busted off? with somebody. Oh okay. Yeah when okay. I when I was when I, I had, it was a, it was um uh Gene to Gene. Oh I love that. Yeah it was dry hump. Dry hump. Uh huh. Man. And man, do we get so wet. Dry? Boys get soaking wet. It stinks. And then you have to ride your bike home and you're and every, I mean it's like the the circumference of 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 wetness is I mean it's like a large pizza. Yeah. It's it's all it's all, this whole thing in your body is soaking wet because it gets up a little bit from your pants being pushed against your body. It goes down some of your legs. It's it's sad. Yeah. But I nutted to Bob Seeger. Uh that's really sexy. It was hot, but my real my virginity losing it was in a, a hotel in Marco Island, Florida, and the condom broke. <gasps> that's scary. Your no, first I had to drag time? her out to the ocean and kill her. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, that's I, had to, I didn't have a choice. R.I.P. Sheila. R.I.P. Sheila. Um. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> Did, is that like a situation where you tell your like mom or dad you're like, hey, so we I I panicked. For, we panicked together for the next couple of months. We were high schoolers. We were like we were losing our mind. Yeah. And thank God it was. We were okay, but we both were in, I was bummed. I was like, is this it? I guess this is it. I'm going to have to. I'm going to be a father. I'm going to be a daddy. And yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I knew. And raise a Florida child. No, no. She was also from Chicago. Oh. This was spring break, high school spring break. Sexy. I know. And then it would have, it was kind of sexy. I was so crazy. I had a boyfriend in high school and he would always. Face the camera, please. He would always pull, like I've never let anyone come inside of me. Boyfriend included. Not one. Never once. Single sperm has been inside of this puss. Wait, really? I'm so. It afraid has of though. It. Slip a dip. Yeah, there's. It has. Probably ha- a It little, does come yeah. in before you know it because there's a, there's some. <clears throat> there's a few guys that go scope it out before they re- let the rest of the soldiers yeah. go. Yeah. You know. But mom has never had a pregnancy scare. Thank God. That's but I'm good. so crazy that I will still be like I'm pregnant. You, do you have birth sure. control or no? No. Uh, well, dude, yeah. you guys are riding a lightning right now. Oh, yeah. Well, good for you. But if he got you pregnant, you wouldn't give a shit. Uh, like he's a babe. He's got good genes. He's a good guy. You're in love. Totally. So then you let it happen. Yeah. And you have a baby. You keep it here in this studio. You give yeah, it some liquid death once in a while. Put that in a bowl. Mix it, it lick. with its protein powder. That's what babies drink, right? What protein do you think you're going to feel the first time you get, uh, does someone let throws a rope inside of you? I don't know. I'm so excited? scared. No. Is he going to do it? Yeah. Let him do it. Yeah, maybe I'll find someone on the street after this. No, no, no. He's right here. Your boyfriend's right here. Yeah. I feel like you could let him do it. Of all people that deserve it. But then I'm not on birth control, so what do I do? Just take the morning after pill? No, you can track your cycle so it's the the least I'm possible time. I'm not good time. at math. I'm not good at math. That's not going to work. It's on an app. It's the easiest thing in the world. It, oh. it literally just shows you the day that that is the impossible day. Ooh. And if you got pregnant on that day, well, then that is the Lord Jesus Christ, telling our Lord and me Savior, I telling her that you must. Mother. Even though you're Jewish, you know that's a baby from Jesus. Yeah. And the you Jewish know that's a baby Jesus. Jesus. And you know that's a baby Jesus. But I, I, I lost my virginity and I, it was fun and scary and I yelled to the beach I'm not gay that's I, nice yeah that was my instinct and the beach was like we don't believe you nobody believed me they laughed did people think you were gay growing up did no you- no I never got that this is so fun this is so weird Young Thug has a new album uh, I don't know the name of it but I just put it on the other day in the car and I listen to albums all the way through I don't do this thing where I pick songs if a new album comes out I just let it play through hate it or love it the underdog's on top 
I'll just let the whole thing play from start to finish. But there's one song that's like emotional. And the first sentence is, Oh, yes, is, I know this. I knew I wasn't going to be gay. I knew I wasn't going to be gay. Yeah. I loved it. And then Drake, Drake has the song Girls where he's like, uh, don't get me into Drake conspiracy theory, dude. I'll open up a fucking. What does he say? He's like, I'm not, I'm not gay, but I can be a lesbian for you or something. Yes, that's right. Yeah. You know, he's like best friends with the girl from Stranger Things. Yeah, it's really creepy. Have you ever researched this stuff? Yeah, it's very. It's creepy. a little, and then he like says a song. Me and De Stefano talked about it on the podcast. He says a song where he's like, whatever her birthday is. Like he's like April fourteenth is the day of the glow up, and then I looked it up. It's her birthday. It's, it's very Michael Jackson. It's very Michael Jackson. Yeah. That sad interview with that British guy came up on TikTok the other day where Michael Jackson, where he's like, you find nothing wrong laying in bed with children. And he's like, what's wrong with that? And he's like, Michael, clearly you can see that that's not appropriate. And he's like, how you're making it sad and gross, not me. It's so weird that he that's twisted like, his mind to think it was totally chill. That's like me when I have a bad set and I'm like, no, it was the shoes I was wearing. It has nothing to do with it has my no, comedy. And I look down at your shoes, by the way. Penny, you have no penny loafs in the loafs? Um, you have to put a penny in there for good luck. Really? Do you not know about that? No. <gasps> what is that? How old are you? <laughs> oh, you millennial. Listening to albums all imagine, the way Imagine if a tooth just fell out in the middle of me laughing. <laughs> oh. No, those are, that. well, that slot probably isn't there anymore, but where that little thing thing is yeah that's where you used to put a penny in when you had penny loafers as kids he knows he did and that. that just goes to show white how people. the economy has changed just another way whites are showing off how much money they have they show you their shoes and they show you the money that they have in their shoes i just got these i had to uh i, I like those shoes thank you those are cool they're a throwback by the way to like my era and yeah. that's, that's like when i was a kid it's Girls coming back like, tower the creator i know he is by far the most impressively talented both musically artistically and physical art i do mean that yeah i'm very impressed by him constantly i think the way his mind works and the way he puts out um art whatever that means yeah. like whatever you want to categorize but i'm i really really enjoy him i think his style is unique i think he doesn't care about how you feel I really like that. That's super rare. Most people are, even though they say they don't care, they're very, very calculated in the music world. Yeah, 100%. They, they're like, I don't give a but fuck. But the young I'm kids fall for it. Because they're like, I also feel that way and don't care about anything. And we it's did. like Tyler I, I goes to it. meetings talking about what's, you know, on deck for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, we felt you fall for it when you're a kid because you want to be in love with music so bad because you want an answer to all your like weird angst uh, that i watched that juice world documentary did you guys watch it i watched the little peep documentary the juice world one was just it was sad i mean sad is the main word can i tell you a story about tyler the creator yeah you can of course i like him very much me too i uh went to one of his concerts when i was in high school this is like you know Right when he came out, he this was performing like, at this small venue in Santa Ana. What year were you graduated high school? Uh, this was probably 2000, this, uh, 2009. You graduated in 2009? No, I graduated in 2013. Yeah. How old are you? 28. Much more of an adult. Full, like you're, that's a full adult age. I'm just a little baby. But I went to see Tyler, the Creator, and I loved the concert. 
I was looking on Instagram. I was looking at the tagged photos from the venue that he performed at to see other people's photos from that night. Yeah. And I clicked on one of the photos and it was this cool guy. He had like V's instead of U's in his name. He used like this, you know, the pointy. He just, I was like, this guy's different. He's dark. He's mysterious. And so I hit him up on Instagram. I said, hey, saw that you were at the, you know, Tower of the Creator show last night. Like, what's up? What's good? And we started talking and talking a big game. You know, when you're in high school, you're like saying you'll do anal even though you've never had sex. But you would. But I would. You would. Anything to make a man happy. Anything to please little Uzi Vert. And so... I'm, I went over to his place. I'm in high, I'm in like ninth grade, I think. Mm-hmm. I go over to his place. He lives like an hour away from where I live. And, or I guess I was 16, whatever. We meet up at the 7-Eleven by his house because uh, obviously I can't come over. His parents are home. Right. And he hops in my Jeep Grand Cherokee. Ooh. And he's so ugly in person. Aww. He looks so different. What's his name? Clayton. <laughs> Clayton. I don't know. But the U's in the view where that was at his rap Clayton. Name? No, it was just his name. It was C L like X Y T. What do you think he X-N. is now, Clayton? Probably still in Orange County somewhere. But you ever did you kiss? So I didn't want to even look at him. So you just blew him. I, and I blew him. You don't have yeah. to look at him when you're sucking. You yeah, just put exactly. your head down. Yeah. You it didn't makes it a lot and then what? Easier. Nothing he got he got nothing out. You got nothing. I got out nothing of out of it. Yeah, well, but, but that's you just live, the you experience. Learn. You live, you learn. Yeah. The first time that you guys had sex, was it was it powerful? Uh, well, was it Joe Rogan powerful? <laughs> speaking of uh, dry humps, you guys dry humped the first time. Yeah, we hung. We went Hot. on two dates first, and then the third date we went back to his place, and then we dry humped to Weezer. Oh yeah, on vinyl. On vinyl. Oh, Weezer on vinyl. What album? Blue. Yeah, that's great. He did yeah. it. So we did some good dry humping, and then I think on the fourth date or something we boned. Now, now on the fourth date, were you both knowledgeable that it was going to happen? Was it kind of like in the air? Was it like, we're, this is the fuck date? Yeah, I think so. Isn't that funny? That's how com- humans are able to communicate sexually so heavily when they're both ready. Yeah. Like guys are almost always wanting to fuck. But if you're dating someone and you kind of really like somebody and you both start to start to date and, you, and, and you're like coming to this head together, you know there's like a final end point when you're going to fuck – but everyone's jumping different squares at different times. But the day it happens, you both know. Yeah. You just knew it was like, this isn't this for sure. This is it. Especially after a dry hump. That's kind of the precursor to figure could out be, if you or got the... That could have been the end. That could have been, this is bad. I don't like this. This is uncomfortable. I didn't like the way I felt. And I told him, I was like, just so you know, I don't want you to get it twisted. This is just casual between us. Damn, she hit you with one of those. Yeah, for Holy three months. Shit. I was like, no labels. Let's just have fun with it. And he was persistent. Yeah, I think so. He was like, we should date. What are we doing? And yeah. you were like done being a skank. Yeah, I was done being a little slut. He he, whipped me Because when shape. we went on tour together, when you came and opened for me, I, you, I mean, it was like six or seven guys a night. Yeah, all at once. It was nuts. It was exhausting. It was like the shows were fun, but that was work. And then hooking up with seven dudes was even more work. I didn't even know. get off stage and just be like, I just have so much more work to do. Yeah. And I'd be like, your comedy's great. And you're like, no, I have to ride seven dicks by midnight. Yeah. I'm like, it's 1040. Can we talk about how we met, which I don't really remember at all? Oh, I met you at the comedy store for sure. Um, I had known you had done some Kiltonies, um, and I'd seen you around a little bit. 
And then I think we officially met. Oh, yes. I think we talked about this on your podcast. Yeah. Whiskey Ginger. Whiskey Ginger. Great show. I think we officially met, uh, to the best of my knowledge. In Arizona. Uh, yeah, in Arizona. Right. Ari Manis was opening for you. That's right. I hit him up because I was doing some weird show. And he said, this girl's going to come up. I think you know her. Um, And Chappelle Lacey came too, right? And didn't Chappelle come? No. This is just uh, the three of us. I th no, but I thought he stopped by to say hi. Did he not? I don't remember. I don't think because so. Because he lived out. He was from out. He's from out, right? Yeah. yeah. He's those guys. But, um, and then I thought, man, were you a nice, sweet, funny girl. We went to the aquarium. We went to the aquarium and you took a cool um, Polaroid of me that I, I still have on, oh, my, really? on my work desk. Cute. I do. I have it. That's anyway, sweet. it was a car show. That was really fun. There was a car show. But that was the, the, the trappings of Northern Scottsdale are really hard because there was nothing to do. So we were trying to find stuff yeah. to get into. And you don't drink and Ari doesn't drink. So I was by myself drinking. It was a little tough. <laughs> and Ari were just staring at you like this alcoholic Dad bastard. Dad needs to stop. I've actually really kind of slowed, put down the booze. That's good. It's not, you know, everyone's like, dry January? No, I just... I just, I go through chunks of time when I'm like, ugh, I don't want to. And Corona. What does that have to do with anything? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it has to do with it. Because drinking alcohol depletes your immune system drastically. But and I feel like many of my friends that get sick, it's after a weekend out. Uh, yeah, because when you're drinking alcohol, your immune system is wide open for infection. Um, also why people that have drunk sloppy hook up one night. Uh, sex get STDs because your yeah. immune system's wide open when you're drunk. Um, so if you're going to sleep around and you're going to not wrap it up, you guys, make sure you're sober. Uh, but I just felt like giving it up for a little bit. So I'll have like a glass of wine at dinner with her if we go. Some, but like, no. Yeah. Not, but lately I just haven't been in the mood for the, just because I'm traveling so much. I'm like, I don't need to get sick. I'm on the road still. Yeah. I'm st I have like, I have three more months, two and a half more months of this thing. I'm like, I just want to get, get this over with. Where are you going next? You're going to a bunch of places right When does now, this right? come out? This comes out next week on Wednesday. Next Wednesday? Yeah. This weekend, I'm in, uh, well, this literal weekend. Tomorrow morning, I leave for Atlanta. I do Atlanta and DC. And then I've never been to Atlanta. Oh my God. Is it fun? I, lo I love Atlanta. I want to go so bad. The... This is going to sound bad, but the the gay black scene there is the most is the most fun. That's not going to sound bad. I just don't know how else to say that. The gay black scene there is amazing because the gay scene here in West Hollywood is mostly whites, which yes. I don't. Yeah, and I'm sick and of whites in general. And it's very curated here. It's extremely curated. It's yeah, like there just it's a strip, and it's like kind of the same bar after bar. There's no like. And it's the same hot it. buff guy. Yeah, it's the same hot buff guy here. There, there is significantly more of a black gay culture. There's much more. I mean, there's many more black people in that part of downtown Atlanta there, where where it's by. But uh, I just like the vibe. I went to a bunch of cool, fun bars. I like that city. It's a fun place, and it doesn't. No offense. I don't know I'm in Georgia when I'm there. Yeah. Because Georgia is not Atlanta, really. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of how, like, like Chicago's not really Illinois either. When I go back home, I'm like, Chicago, Chicago. If you drive an hour and a half south, two hours south. You're in a different You're in place. fucking farmland. It doesn't feel like, you know. But anyway, Atlanta. But this weekend, when this is out, this weekend I'm going to do Kansas City and St. Louis. Um. The the Midwest, baby. Have you, Are you doing the improv in D.C.? 
No, I'm doing the Warner Theater and then <gasps> Oh yeah, I forgot yeah, you're doing a some theater theaters. boy. I'm doing some. I'm well in Chicago on February 5th. If anybody's in Chicago, I'm playing the Chicago Theater for the first time in my life. Wow, that's been like a long time coming. Yeah, it's crazy. Did it get postponed because of COVID? It did. Yeah, because I remember you talking about it so long ago. Yeah, it did. They offered it to us and then, and then I was in Chicago when we finalized the deal and I was like hugging my mom saying like hello to her and I just sent the text in the car that we were going to do it. I was like so ecstatic and no shit within like an hour, Mayor Lightfoot announced that. That's his actual name. Her. It's a woman. Oh. We have a gay, we have a gay black woman as our mayor. Do you know this? Okay. People don't really like her. Oh. A lot of people are mad at her. Typically being, that happens. Know, black and gay. Yeah. Uh, no, she, she announced that venues of, uh, five, uh, 500, you know, they had to be shut down. That was the literal last day that I perform that I could perform and, I, and then it shut all down. So then we canceled Chicago. So February 5th, I'm back. It's a lot of seats. It's 3,800 seats. So get your goddamn big asses. Get your tickets, please. You can sit. Somebody already, the, the right away, the Al Capone's booth got um, bought right away. Oh, that's the thing? Yeah, the guy told me that people t- people know, like Chicago people know, as rumors which one it is. Show. It's the far left booth. If you're looking at stage, it's far right. But apparently he used to go in that booth, Al Capone, and watch shows, and I asked why was it so close to the door? Wouldn't he want to be in like a bed? It's not really the best angle. Yeah. But he's like, it's closest to the exit so he could get out. And I said, oh, if the if one of his enemies is there to kill him? And he said, no, the police. Because across the street was the first building with a elevator that could have a car go from street level to underground. Wow. Yeah. So he could escape. His buddies let him escape. We need gangsters again like I that. I know. I like that. There's no good gangsters. Yeah, and because they didn't kill random people. It was like, very uh, it was, calculated. Yeah, and... they knew who they were killing, and they killed exactly the person that deserved to be killed. And it makes people come correct. You yeah. can't be fucking up. Get your shit together, bud. Yeah. Pay up. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, quick shout out to Eat Dough. It's spelled D-E-U-X. Very fancy. Very chic. If you don't know them, they make really great cookie dough. They use clean ingredients. Um, you can eat the cookie dough raw, which I honestly prefer, but it also tastes great if you bake it, and it's very easy. It takes like seven minutes. Um, they have really great flavors. They have chocolate chip birthday cake and brownie batter that are really, really yummy and they won't give you that sugar crash and you can feel good about eating it. And I like to say they're my skinny cookies. Um, It's kind of like when I go to McDonald's and instead of getting a double quarter pounder, I get a regular quarter pounder and I'm like, this is my skinny burger. Um, This is kind of that for me. It's my way to eat cookies and then feel like a sexy model after. Um, You can bake them. You can eat it straight from the jar. You can do it at all hours of the day. I give you my permission. Um, But it uses really great ingredients, and they're doing something very cool. Um, They're giving us an exclusive discount. This is your time to try it. Browse all the flavors. Browse all the options. Um, They never do this. They're giving us 20% off and free shipping with code 
resting, R-E-S-T-I-N-G at www.eatdough.com. That's spelled E-A-T-D-E-U-X.com, promo code resting for 20% off. You can also buy them in person at select retailers in New York. You can get them at Air One Markets, Foxtrot Markets, or on the Fast AF app. Um, Trust me, you got to try it. Uh, everything's vegan, gluten-free, soy-free, and there are no shady ingredients in that. It's really good, um, and it'll make you feel good about yourself, in my opinion. I know that's how it makes me feel. Try eat dough. Um, my mom, she she hoards them in her freezer at home, and then we just take them out whenever I come over and scoop it up, eat it up. Go to eatdo.com, E-A-T-D-E-U-X, code RESTING for 20% off and free shipping. Back to the podcast. Man, what a cute pup. <laughs> oh, my God, when they do that. I know. I love when, when he cup, When Cups does that, she goes like this. She goes, <laughs> she, like, shakes her. You can hear her go, <laughs> she shakes it out. It's so annoying when you get a dog how stupid you become oh dude it's the best it makes you more human than you've ever been because you operate on this plane of uh, of worry and scheduling and planning and life and bullshit and then you talk to a dog for a couple hours at the end of your day and it humanizes you again you realize we're just cave people yeah who just got good at figuring out stuff when you're walking your dog do you like make eye contact with people walking no. by to see if they absolutely not no. i don't want to talk to people i'm in the phase where i'm talking to everyone yeah you will get over it because people will want to come and touch the dog and talk to the dog but there's look in my neighborhood i live in a little neighborhood where we know all of our neighbors with dogs so you know it's what I mean? Not as now. I don't see strangers in my neighborhood. That's really. also the nice thing about having this dog. He's not particularly like a hot, sexy dog, so no one's really rushing to come over and mm-hmm. pet him. No th- one has said, "Oh, that's a cute dog." Well, that is a cute dog. I think you're. I think hot, sexy dog. Right? No, he's not. He's more of like. Um, he's like a personality dog. I would say cool pup. Yeah. He's he's a character actor for sure. Yeah. You know, he's like. Um, Daniel Day Lewis. He's not a he's not a male model, but man, is he good at what he does? Yeah. You know, I don't know how. I don't even know if he's good looking. Daniel Day Lewis. I don't know. Do you yeah. know? I don't know what he looks like without all the stuff. He's always in something. Yeah. So a top is he? hat. I feel like for some reason Lincoln. Always. Yeah. But he's always got some kind of vibe where I, I don't think you really get to see who he really is. That's your dog. That's that's. He's beans. a character actor. I want to ask you some questions from. Oh yeah, tell me. Your phone has always been broken, by the way. I don't no, think I have ever. I don't think I've ever seen you without a broken. I just phone. broke this. Did you break your old phone? Probably. Yeah, I don't think. I think you've always had a broken phone. Well, that's just. A, I live loose and fast, and you live not, secure and not steady. Not loose anymore, right? We're yeah. tight now. We're only tight for one papa. We're not tight after this man plows Well, he peels it apart, this guy. He's got the monster. For some reason, my brain went to those videos on TikTok where they unclog a a pipe, you know, and it just everything rushes out. Oh, those are my favorite videos. Okay. Give it to me. Favorite memory you've never shared from filming Dave, says Bianca Carson, who is Gene Pompa's daughter. I love Gene Pompa. Seriously? I grew up. My mom lived in uh, like in a town home. And Gene yeah. Pompa lived there, and his daughter is my age, so me and her hung Is Gene out. from Southern California? Uh, I don't know where he's from. He doesn't. He feels like an East Coast guy. Gene Pompa, very funny. What a good dude. Okay, so read the question again. What's my favorite? What memory is it? you've never shared from filming Dave? My favorite memory I never shared. Um, 
<laughs> I don't know if it's a, I, I will say, um, not memory, but like, not like emotional thing, but you, we filmed a day, we did it, we did a, um, a remake of the, uh, freshman, uh, the freshman five, you know, like this, what was it? Not the source. Who is that? What am I saying? What is it? XL. Yeah. Double XL. And, um, there's a bunch of these rappers came from Dave's actual double XL freshman oh, class. Oh, wow. Most of them. I don't think everybody showed up. I don't really remember who was all on it in the original, but the one thing that blew my mind was certain rappers you think are stupid for lack sure. of a, you're like, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. I hear him. He sounds like he's, and I don't want to single anybody out, but, I spoke deep, deep philosophical conversations with a particular rapper that blew my fucking mind. Like, he was so, like, in tune with how he felt about spirituality and the universe. But traditionally, this gentleman talks about pussy and hoes. And- That's what people say about me. They go, I went to Ali's comedy show. <laughs> All she talked about was her pussy and hoes. You are a big, but look at my pussy, look at my pussy. But then after the show, I talked to her and man, she... It was, but it just, I guess it, it because I, I was prejudiced. I assumed that he was just a rapper and all he cared about was like money and bullshit. And we sat for like two fucking hours on a lunch break and we spoke about like literally spirituality, about uh, relationships. <laughs> it was like love it was so kind of enchanting to me. And that was kind of my most powerful moment because the show um, fucking sucks. No, because the show, no, because the show uh, for me was so contained. Yeah. It was me and Dave or me and Gata or me and Taco rarely. But like, I wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't in the shows when it was like Justin Bieber and Kylie Jenner. I wasn't, I didn't do any of those days. <gasps> And also, big shout out to you for introducing me to Justin Bieber and making my childhood dreams come true. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, you're best welcome. hug of my life. It was a big, tight hug, wasn't and it? And it was one of those hugs where at first he wasn't sure if he was going to go in for the hug. And then he was like, what the fuck? I might as well. He asked me if you were my daughter. Yeah. He said, is that your kid? He said, she's ugly. It must be your spawn. Well, I was trying to give you uh, something nice. I was trying to say that you look young and vibrant oh, and beautiful, you. but <clears throat> thanks for flipping it on me. So Jean Pompa's daughter, I love your father. And that's that, that's one of my favorite memories was just speak. I just don't want to talk about people's names, but. Was this rapper someone who you listened to before? Or were yeah, you, like, I enjoyed familiar? his music. Yeah, I like his music. And yeah. then did it make you like his music even more after having It just made me appreciate the, fu- and you know what it really did? I'm being genuine. It's not, I mean, there's no comedy in this. It's like. It made me be like, you can't fucking judge these people. You don't know these people. That's like, do you, you know can't, that? You can't, ju- you can't judge any, but people think they know us because they do. we do this. You don't fucking know who we really, you don't know what I really love, what I really hate, where, where my heart is. You're never going to know that about people until you really get to sit and talk with them. So it just made me go, dude, you don't fucking know. Some of these rappers may have some, I mean, really maybe that's just a, a game they play in the yeah. music world. And they may be deep, beautiful people. My favorite thing is meeting a ra- an aspiring rapper. Like, I was friends with some of these, like, rappers. And when you mean the- friends, you mean? Don't worry about how I know them. But uh, watching them write music, ra- watching them write 
rap songs before they're famous is the best experience ever because they're it's almost like they're manifesting right like shit on white witch women all you want but the rappers are doing the same thing they're like i i got picked up in my limo and i went to the club i got in the car and popped on the dubs or right. whatever yeah that was good and i'm like you have no car you're sleeping on your friend's floor right and yeah. it's manifesting you have to manifest well comics do the same thing yeah we pretend like we're We've had all these wonderful, amazing, in-depth experiences, but we're just boring, sad people that are in small buildings most mm. of the time. Uh, next question. Yep. Dream home if you moved back to Chicago, like house-style area, view, near restaurant, et cetera. I'm probably going to move back Bosco. to Chicago at some point, and I will tell you it's not a home. Um, I want to live uh, I want to live in a high-rise again, yep. back to my childhood. Um, I, my dream would be to live in a penthouse uh, with 360 views of that beautiful city. And if I can't, if I can only have 180, just the lake, baby. I want that lake in the morning. I want to see it when it's frozen, and I want to, I want to face north, and I can see it in my mind. And I want to live specifically. I want to live in Trump Tower because you know, greatest president we've ever had, greatest man we've ever that's ever been lived. I guess. Amen. Amen. God bless. God I posted bless. on my Instagram story. I was in uh, I was in DC, mm-hmm. and I was like looking. They have such cool architecture around the city, and I was beautiful. looking at this building, and I'm like, "That's the most beautiful building I've ever seen." And I recorded myself looking at this building in awe. And then I flipped the camera, and it said Trump Tower. And I flipped the camera back to me, pretending to cry, like I'm not allowed to enjoy. Like you're not the allowed building. to like it. No, be- no, I'm gonna get canceled. But they just they'll just you know that's not that's the thing about Trump Tower in Chicago is. People like like boo boo it, and you're like, it, that's just his name on that. That's like crypt. It's crypto. dot com arena. It's not Staples anymore. Yeah, it's not his building is it? You not staying there or having some disdain for it isn't making him uh, does nothing. Less it does powerful. nothing to the to the greatest president that's ever lived that mm. we all have to vote for in twenty 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 four. Please, we got to get him back. We what can't are we let waiting Hillary for? Win. She's not going to run, but I think it's probably going to be. Um, all jokes aside, I do. I bet you Kamala will run. Oh, yeah. I think so. I think so. I don't know so, but I got a little hunch. Yeah. He will never run again. Trump and Dump will never run again. But I think she'll run again. But I think her competition will be a woman. I think oh, for the first I time we'll like have that. two women running at each other. I would other. love that. I think so. I have this weird feeling about it just because I'm like, the Republicans have to be gunning up with their version. Tommy Lahren, to. could you imagine? Tommy Lahren could, she could come close. What's the other, uh, there's another, uh, What's that other woman? I see her sometimes. She's nuts. She's um, she's like the she's all over the internet. Like the gun, the pro. Caitlin is that her name? God, I see her all the time now. The girl who goes to like school campuses. She's too young. Well, yeah, they all do that with the with the young Republicans or whatever. Which also, Allie and I are big proponents of young Republicans. Please donate. Uh, right there. The link should be right there below. My mom has a question for you. Why did? Why did Allie have to wait over a year for Santino to be on her podcast? Because uh, your mother knows nothing about the business and timing. And uh, take a note, Mom. Uh, because Daddy is busy and Daddy wants to wait for the right moment. And guess what? It is the right moment. You know what's so funny is that people used to ask what, like, if they could ask to be on Rogan's podcast. And I don't even remember who said this, but sometimes somebody was like, oh, when you're ready, like, he'll ask you. Yeah. And everybody wants it early. And for some reason, when I got on the show, it kind of was the perfect timing. I had wanted to be on before, but I never asked. And then when he asked me on, it was almost like, oh, yeah. I guess the timing, I I think the timing of it always is a thing. But 
You've been on my podcast. Yeah, my mom's so, also the type of person. What are you talking about, babe? My mom is so <laughs> concerned. My mom's like. I'm in love with your mother, though. We yeah, have a little thing, huh? Yeah, she'd be down. Could I be your daddy? Yeah. I would love that. But she lives down south. It's, a, it's such a drive. I know. I, I, I she, just, she'll commute for you. It's back when, you know when people used to have two families? People used to have like another family. They're like men in the 50s would have like two families. Yeah. And they drive like four cities away. And for some reason, these dumb broad wives would never figure it out. I was like, he's <laughs> working a lot. He's so yeah. busy at work, but the money have, stays yeah, the same. Yeah, they have kids with, yeah. Anyway, I could be your stepapa. My your, mom always asks me, she's like, is Joe going to bring you back on the road? Have you talked to him? Have you talked to Santee? Like she tries, she, she wants to be the Kris Jenner of my comedy. She yeah. wants to be a momager, but with it, but you don't want to pay. How'd you know it was time to move to LA for your career? Says Cole Fletcher. Cole, I, it, I was 22. I, it, I was fresh out of college. I had literally nothing to do. It was either that it was either come to California and live on a couch in long beach and try to do comedy or go back to Chicago and be scared to get back and in, get into the workforce. Yeah. I was going to go back to Chicago, just get a job at old Navy. Cause I worked at old, I worked for gap company when I went home for the first summer and the woman thought I was a nice boy. And she was like, if you want a job out of college, you need to make money before you figure it out. And I'm not kidding. And I was like, what if I just work at old Navy for a couple months when I got out of school, when I go back to Chicago till I figure it out. Do you ever get that thought now? You're like, what if I just picked up I'm more a of a banana guy at this point in my life. Mm -hmm. I would do Banana Republic because they're part of the Gap Co. But I just, honestly, I do have moments of wanting to not do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of moments. I'm in love with comedy. I just, I, I like ev I like comedy and nothing else. I don't like airplanes. I don't like hotels. I don't like traveling. I don't like being away from home. I don't like packing bags. I don't like doing laundry as often as I have to do. I don't like scheduling this much. I don't like going to LAX. I really don't like checking into hotels after a long flight and the room's not ready and you sit in a lobby and you're sad. Mm -hmm. I don't like to do all that stuff. I just want to do stand-up. So hurry up, Elon Musk, with a teleport machine. Man, do I want it. I want to teleport. I want right now just whoop and then wake up in my show. What if it had some crazy severe side effect? I'd take it. What would it be? You have to lose both your balls. Every time I travel? Every time. You you regrow them and it's a really painful process. I do but it. But then every time you travel, chopped off. I, that's, not even, that's not even a question. If I, if I could skip hotels and flights and driving and traffic and like the 10 hours that traveling kills, regardless of how long the yeah. flight is, yeah, you could take my balls away. How many days did it take to get my nuts back? It takes like seven days of excruciating. That's that a long time. Yeah. That's the price of teleportation. If if it's if it's over an hour or two flight, then yeah, I would do it. Okay. If it's just to the Phoenix, no, I'll keep my nuts and I'll do it. I know. The flight. I feel like I'm finally at that point where it sucks having to travel. Like oh, before, yeah. I was like, this is so cool. I'm a working mm -mm. comic. I get to go. I get to pretend I'm at the airport being a big girl. You're big. You are a big girl. I know. No, it, it, the only thing we love is physically doing it. Uh, I, 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 the other stuff is terrible. But what was I saying? I moved to L.A. because I didn't have a choice. I, I, I wanted to be in comedy so bad. And I lived on a couch in Long Beach. And I drove up every single night to the comedy store to either just hang out or to try to do shitty open mics at coffee shops. So it wasn't like a... Kind of a similar start to me. The old Long Beach commute. Long Beach commute, baby. The LBC, Take baby. that 405 to the 101. Or the one... Or the... Uh, or the uh, Five? Four, no, no, no. The... Uh, 
710. Yeah, the 710. That was my little sneaky peeky. Best experience on mushrooms. What uh, a cute dog. While at college in Arizona. Best experience on mushrooms? Yeah, but then they got real specific with the uh, while at college in Arizona. Says Shaquille Burrito Neal. I don't know. Uh, mushrooms were the impetus for me going to Arizona State. That's a that's actually a real story. The kid I went to college with, <clears throat> uh, he his cousin was going there, this chick. She was a freshman. She lived in PV, Maine. Those are the dorms that I ended up living in, ironically enough. And he said, do you want to go to visit ASU? And I said, I do because I want to go there so bad. And he said, my dad will take us out there. We'll go visit. And we visited his cousin. His dad was like, go have fun. Don't get in trouble. We were supposed to sleep in her dorm, mm-hmm. but she had a boyfriend, right? And the big bad wolf didn't want us around because he wanted to, wanted to fuck. And so he had some mushrooms and he said, dip them in this jar of peanut butter, eat them and leave because he was looking to get yeah. dirty boy hanky panky. And we ate mushrooms and we had a couple of uh, beers and we had one of the best nights I think I've ever had in my life, just wandering around, enjoying life. Like we couldn't get into bars or anything. Yeah. And we were just chumming around, laughing, having great conversation, picking oranges and throwing them. Man, is that fun. If you're ever in Arizona, you could pick an orange, you could throw it as far and hard as you want. And And no no one's going to get in trouble. It's just an orange. If it hits somebody, it's just an orange, bud. It's not going to kill anybody. And that's like, you feel like you're an adult because you're away. about to go to college. You're away from mm-hmm. home. Like you get kind of that pseudo experience. Yeah, it was of- awesome. And we were picking oranges, getting high. And then we sat and we smoked a cigarette on the back patio of PV Manning. We were staring at the old football stadium. Well, the football stadium's still there, but we were staring at it. And I'm not kidding. He was like, we should go to school. And I was like, we have to go to school here. And that was the final. After that, I decided there was no way I wasn't going to go out west because I was scared to go west. I wanted to go to California. Couldn't have, didn't have the money or the resources. But I thought if we could go to Arizona, I could get to California. Close enough. It is. It's a, it's a skip, skip, and a gump away. That's the phrase my father used to. Did use. you ever consider a blue collar job before pursuing comedy slash acting? Says Scott Watermelon. I mean, I work, I've worked at a name a job. I did it. So I, I did a lot of shit. I mean, in college, I was a bartender. I was a server. I was a bar back. I was a bus boy. I was a dishwasher. I was everything but a cook. And then I also worked, um, dude, at my whole life of job. My first job was McDonald's. Then I was a, a lifeguard and then a swim instructor for YMCA. And then I was, uh, I did babysitting and then I, then I sold, um, I sold power washing, gutter cleaning, window washing. I did cold calling. Have you had any people from your life before comedy, like any employers from those jobs or teachers who have like come back, come back or gotten I don't in let contact them in. with? I don't let them in. My friend, no, the guy that I worked at Sun Devil Telecommunications, those those lines that call you when you graduate college, they call you to collect. They're like, hey, do you want to, as an alumni foundation, you know, they uh, collect donations. I did that with a guy. My buddy Frederick, who I'm still friends with today. I just saw him in Phoenix. We're still friends. That's nice. But like from the old work days of high school, no. I still contact with a few people from high school. But like has anyone come to one of your shows? And oh, like, yeah. Don't you can- remember me from third grade? People Fucking- do come and they yell stuff out about high school. They'll yell out my like my high school or they'll say they'll yell stuff and it's very odd. Yeah. And I pretend I didn't hear it. Nice. That's what you have to do at comedy when someone says some shit and you know it and you just have to roll right through it. Yeah. What am I going to do? Stop? I just I just had uh, this dude show up at my show in D.C. And after the show, he said, uh, hey, Ali, uh, we've met before. You might not recognize me. And I said, I don't. And he goes, 
we were at spring break, SWAT, like Havasu. And as soon as he said that, I was like, did we have sex? That was the first question. And he was like, no. And I was like, okay, good. Like you fucked all my friends. Yes, exactly. I watched. But it was so crazy seeing him because there's these people in my head who I'm like, what do I do if they ever come back into my life? And it was (laughs) traumatizing, but also beautiful. Lake Havasu, by the way, party, party. Disgusting. That's such a slut. That's slut city. It's so traumatic. It's hot. I watched a, I watched a, uh, a girl blow a guy who was like passed out on a boat in Lake Havasu. Yeah. He was like, he was like nodding off and she was still going at it. And I was like, this poor girl. That's what feminism is. It's working a job as well as a man. And a man would continue. A man would fall asleep. Yeah. yeah. A man would just get lazy. Uh, s- <laughs> what is it like? Oh, this is a good one. Give I'm curious me. about okay. this. What is it like filming a masturbation scene? Says Innate Designs. When did I film a masturbation? I don't know. Have you ever been filmed? <laughs> Is there a video of you online? It's just self-produced. Reddit just got me in a hotel, just like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, oh yes, I uh, yes, I well, yeah, I did kind of, and I'm dying up here. I did a, I, I did a scene where I was jerking off, and my, I got a phone call uh, that my dad had died. That was that's yes, I was jerking off, and they called, and that was the phone call to tell me my dad was dead. It was a dark, twisted show. That show was fucking funny, man. Uh, it was, you know, it was shot so that you couldn't really see anything. And it, I did, it was like so innocuous that I guess my booty, my butt's in it. I walk into the kitchen to grab the phone because it was a home phone. Um, but I'll tell you the funniest scene I ever shot in that thing was <laughs> my buddy, my buddy Jake Lacey, shout out, one of my one of my good buddies, he was hooking up with another actress on the show. They were hooking up, a, a great actress, Social Rockmore, and they had this, like, sex scene. And every time I walked in, his asshole was, like, right in my face. Because he was butt naked. He had a, he had a, um, well, a, a Merkin on. But, like, oh. you know, his butthole would – you could see his butthole because his cheeks had to be out. So there was a thong, but the Merkin in the front because it was a back shot. So, so you really did see his tush would slip by his, his butthole would wink through the thong. And every time I walked in the room, I would stare right at his asshole. And I laughed maybe four or five times, but I, but it was so fucked up because we, there are these, you know, these privacy, what do they call them? These like privacy people on set because her breasts were out mm. and women are very vulnerable when they're naked in these weird sex scenes. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're closed sets and they're the privacy people who rush in to cover you up. But of course, not for the guy. Your, your dick and your balls and your butthole are always out. Yeah. And nobody covers you up with a towel. Nobody gives a shit about you. I think because no one wants to see it. Yeah. But also like yeah, fucking, but we deserve it too. Equal it. rights. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. you guys. But she would feel a little vulnerable. And I, and I did say to her, I said, I'm not laughing at you. I promise. I, know, I, don't, I hope you don't feel uncomfortable. It, Jake's butthole is in my eye line. The moment I walk in, I see his butthole, and then we're supposed to have a little joke exchange over his shoulder. But it's hard for your friend to look back at you when you can. Wow. I can see his brown eye. And I laugh maybe like five or six takes. That is like the hard, I never usually break for comedy. Yeah. And this was a serious scene, kind of. Like I bust in on them doing this thing, and I kind of make an off-sly joke, and then I leave. And he's livid. But I broke more on that than I ever broke. I broke more in that scene than I broke with like Larry David. I it was wild. But do they give you notes when you're doing a masturbation scene where they're like, "Can you um, be more into it?" or like, "Could you be less?" Uh, into yeah, it? no, they no, they. I think I know what I'm doing. They yeah. let, they let us fly. You're a pro. <laughs> yeah. You're the Daniel Day Lewis of jacking. I up. am. I am the DDL of of jerky jerkies. Um, no notes. No note. That's what I say. They fly notes flying in. I go no notes. 
I know what I'm doing. I got this. Because I know I, I did this. The whole, I, this is how I jerk off. The two, <laughs> all the way up? Yeah. Your dick's down here just flaccid and you're like, I'm yeah. doing it. I'm, I'm doing, doing it. it. What else could this be? Actually, when I jerk off, I just tug on my balls. I, I do like that. That's how I jerk off. Wait, can you do the mouth trumpet? <laughs> what song do you want me to trumpet? I can I'll do a mouth trumpet. Let me hear. Well, now, now I'm all Now giggly. you can't do it? Hold on. Yeah, hold Let's on. Hear. I can't I can't have you look at me. Hold on. I'll look away. <laughs> it's gonna sound you know when you like hype yourself up. Yeah, because mine's pretty good. Yours is really yours got yours has good bass in it. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Mine's a very high pitched trumpet. Hold on. <laughs> this is so bad. That's so bad. <laughs> That's like a, a junior high kid who just got the instrument in band. Play a note. <laughs> They're like, all right, back of the room. Okay, hold on. I'm um, first chair, baby. <laughs> I can't do it. This is why I'll never make it as an actress because I get <laughs> you so... can't like calm into it. Yeah, no. Maybe if I start doing it, you'll do it. A... <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, when you leave, I'm gonna record just a clip Send of it. me trumpeting. My fa- the favorite thing you can do is you do that. You know they so bad I mean you're really blowing it come over here to the guy who can actually trumpet shake shake you shake papa no I'm gonna be genuine with you as much as I love you that's a terrible trumpet it's really good when it's I'm in the car. Bad. It's bad. Oh, in really the car, good it's good. In the car. All right. Who's the next? Who, what's the next question? Are um, any of these names haven't? None of them have been real. Yeah, Bianca. Oh, Bianca. Bianca the other Carson. One was watermelon. Tom the other one was Shaquille O'Neal. My mom, Cole Fletcher. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about clean comics? Uh, I mean, do you have any strong opinions? Yeah, no, I, 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 well, I'm not, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm like a dirty comic. I, I do cuss, but I'm not like, I'm not dirty in the traditional sense when it's like Andrew Dice Clay. Um, I like clean comics. I used to be jealous. Uh, and Neil Brennan and I were talking one time. He's like, this just, who cares? It's not you. Cause I was like, I wish I could learn to write like that. Like Gaffigan, I just had him on my podcast. He's a genius and he's squeaky clean. And you're like, how are you so funny? And it's not offensive or it's not crass in any regard or you don't – he skips over any easy words you could use. Yeah. He finds them more clever. Um, it's impressive. Brian Regan, it's very impressive. I would say that. It's not my favorite it, – it's not the guys that I looked up to when I was a kid. Yeah. But I'm blown away and I'm always in utter awe of being able to be squeaky clean but still be so fucking smart and funny. Yeah. I had a great – piece of advice I was talking about wanting to do like a late night set and being like oh you know I gotta be cleanish or whatever and um my boyfriend's dad actually used to be a comedy manager so I was talking to him about it and he was like if you're not a clean comic like don't try to be that because it's not gonna come off people are gonna come see you and they're gonna be like this isn't what you know I saw or you're just not gonna feel yeah you're not gonna be in it the way that you you normally are and you gotta stick to who you really are and sometimes you don't have any control over that right like rest in peace Bob Saget but people thought he was Danny Tanner yeah but he was not he was Phil fucking filthy dude you ever saw Bob at the 
He'd be talking about fucking the Olsen twins. It was it was crazy. I was like, what? I first time I saw him, I was like, that's what he does. Uh, I had no idea. I thought he would be a clean comic, but I like clean comics. I, I I'm impressed by them, and you know, I myself am not. Unfortunately, I'm a, I'm a dirty, dirty, dirty I'm, boy. I'm a bad mouth boy. Uh, what podcast guest had you starstruck? Says Cincy Kid. None. I have really been starstruck, but um, I tell you, uh, uh, Burr is hard to do podcasts with because I'm such a, you know, a fan, and I love him. He's like kind of the older brother you look up to, so you always feel like everything you say is dumb. Yeah, that's kind of how it was with Bill. But but I hate that feeling. Well, that's it's only because you 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 have such adoration for someone that yeah. you kind of feel a type of way that you're like, oh, anything I say isn't going to be funny or cool for him. But Burr was Burr's probably the guy that always I was always like. But other than that, I don't know. I, I haven't been into... There's nobody that I'm... There's people that surprise me. I will say that. There's people that I thought were interesting people, but then I was even more interested in them afterwards. Uh, I, you know, I had Harlan Williams on again, and his mind is a lightning bolt. He's so fucking funny. He's so wild and out there. He just lets it go. It's great. He just... His brain is kind of like when you drop a Plinko chip and it, and it just pegs up, and you have no idea where it's going to go. And I really like that about him. Yeah. I've, I, lo- I've, I fucking love him. But you intimidate me drastically. Is it because of That's my... why I didn't do this. This has to answer your mom's question. I didn't do it because I was so scared. Yeah. I was so scared. Scared that I would sexually assault you? Well, that's why I wanted him here. Yeah, the buffer. Because I knew you wouldn't do that in front of him because that's then I have a witness. And he would. You would be on my side if she essayed me. Yeah. USA me, buddy. I've got Stick proof. with the believe all men. That's what we <laughs> believe. Say. Well, the phrase is believe two men. It's believe all women, believe two men. Believe, if there's more than one man, you got to believe those two men. Believe two and a half men. I'm always on Charlie Sheen's side. Me too. Yeah. Is that our two and a half man? Yeah. yeah. Are you the half man? Beans, so come here. So sleepy. Beans. Um, do you have any more questions for me? I want to. Is that There's it? One more question. Brian Hewitt asked, "What venues? Gotta go to a thing. What venues okay. would you not go back to, and why is it Stressport in? Uh, fuck. Why is it Bridgeport in Connecticut? Yeah, Brid- yeah. I didn't have any idea. It was a bank, and I didn't enjoy the layout and it's super high ceiling. <laughs> is, that, is that? Did he say that? Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. I yeah, I have no beef with that place. I um, I don't want to do it. It was the ceilings are way too high. I felt very lonely and sad. Yeah. I also had a health thing going on while I was there. So it lays in my mind about my health thing yeah. that happened to me there. I had a fucking, I had one of the worst cases of prostatitis I've ever had in my what life. What the fuck is that? It's an infection in your prostate. Whoa, how was that? Insane. It's so crazy. It hurts so much when you piss, when you cough. How does that come up? You know, it's a myriad of things. I mean, this yeah. is bacteria that gets into your... You know what I mean? It could be from me poking the old bag and her not having a clean gush, you know, um, which is typically the case. She's always slapping around in the mud, that pig. Yeah. No, it's it's a, it's a but I do, I do have weird prostate problems. Like I've had them for years. So I get prostatitis and I had a bad bout while I was there and I was already in a bad mood and the ceilings are 50 feet high. It's an old bank and I just didn't, I don't like performing in an old bank. It's, yeah. It's nice to be at a place in your career where you can say, I'm not going back there. I might need to at some point, so I'm not going to write it off. Yeah. <laughs> I never like, know. I will be back, maybe. I'll be back. I'll be back. Just give it some time. I just, uh, yeah, but what was it? What was the question? Was what was my, what other gig would I never go back to? Yeah. I'll never go back to Governors in Long Island. Me and that guy got into an argument. 
the owner. About what? He had people talking in the room that he was friends with. The oh, owner. that's so annoying. I was like, you're not going to kick those like guys out. He's so like, so good at handling those situations. This one was bad. I was young and I was upset. And I was just really lonely and sad that I was but That's out. even crazier that you were young because I feel like at that point you have more to lose. Or- I did. I, I did. But I, no, I, at that time I just got New York Comedy Festival. It was 09 or something like that. And I said, um, he was like, you handled that so unprofessionally. I said, dude, you had let people talk the whole show that we were friends with you. You on, you run a comedy club. And he said, you'll never come back here. And I said, that is not a threat. Yeah, you're like, thank you. That's the, what is, that's not a bully move. I don't want to be back here. Fine, fine. That's how you feel. So I'll never be back there. Sorry, Long Island. Um, thanks for coming on my podcast. I love you. I, I love, love you. you. I love this dog. And uh, we end the episode the same way. We do a trumpet to, to get us out. Ready? <laughs> Yours is good. Uh, can you pink panther? <laughs> That's fun, right? But you gotta go. How do you do the little roll? Your tongue is good. You go like this, and then now go, go. Now go. Just, just go, and then close it. I love you. Go to andrewsantino.com. andrewsantino.com and come see me live, baby. andrewsantino.com all over the country. Love you. Love you. Bye. Oh, my friend.